With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. LaFondra looking to get side of Bond. LaFondra away from David. 3-1 Hello and welcome to the Alpar Rolls podcast supported by Phantom Bruco. It's one that we don't really want to do, actually, in many ways, but it's so standard, typical Reading FC that we are back under embargo. And to help me talk through it, I'm joined by the person who broke the news via the Reading Chronicle, James Earnshaw. How are you doing, James? Yeah, I've had better Thursdays, Paul, but, you know, we move. We're used to this now. I mean, it was nice while it lasted, of 10 days out of an embargo or whatever it was, but, you know, we're back in our comfort zone. <laughs> we are indeed. That is one way of looking at it. After three years, so, you know, over a thousand days of embargo, we mm. came out of it for 10 and thought, no, we like it so much. Let's get back in there. It's comfy. <laughs> oh, dear. sorry, but the only way of dealing with this is to yeah. about it. It is absolutely horrific in reality, isn't it? So tell us, why has this happened, James? Why are we back in this embargo? Yeah, well, it's, it, it's Groundhog Day. I mean, it's the same same this time last month, really. We were due to pay pay a tax bill. I think you pay tax monthly, don't you? So we, we, it's not a surprise. We'll probably have this every month. But due to pay at the back end of last week, and we haven't done. So the EFL, with their new rules, sort of with um, being hot on hot on. HMRC and everything have uh, put us back into onto the naughty step, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's back back to freeze and loans, which is to be fair what we've been doing anyway. Um, but you know, no agent fees, no loan fees, and a massive, massive, horrible cap on wages, which is the, the real bummer that's going to hold things up. Yeah, the cap on wages must be ridiculously low compared to Championship wages as well. I mean, we had a question here from Dave saying we've been under embargo for a number of seasons while people saying we can't sign anyone. Well, you just covered that, James, haven't you? That it's just it's not absolutely impossible, but it's bordering on that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean technically there is nothing stopping Reading from going out and making signings if they can find players that are willing to to take, you know, what Reading can offer, which is 
which is very, very, very little. I think it's below the average or maybe it's kind of the average for League One. But when you see the size of some of the teams in League One and what they're going to offer compared to what, you know, players that Reading are trying to attract are going to want, um, it's definitely going to be around the probably around the 50% mark of what the likes of um, Smith and um, Savage have come in on. You know, that's only um, sort of speculating, but they're, they're one of the that they're joining the higher sort of band of League One signings in terms of wages, and we certainly won't be fishing in that pool for for the foreseeable until we finish paying this off. Yeah, it's it's also like you said, the agents. It's just so many things that are all coming together, which makes it just so hard. We've also got one here from Bio Bio Return. That's an unusual uh, Twitter <laughs> name, but no, fair enough. Uh, with Dai looking for investment, does that mean he's giving up ownership and taking a smaller percentage of the club, or is he still wanting full control? I'll give a bit, a little bit of context to this. It came out earlier by Tim Deller saying that yeah, Dai Young was looking for investment as a people involved, people mm-hmm. that interested, sorry. But he then backed it up with a further tweet saying that Dai Young isn't speaking to any of them and not really <laughs> communicating with them. So it might as well be me and you that way. At the mm-hmm. end of the game. So shall we make an offer? How much can you stretch to? <laughs> yeah, I reckon I could probably do £100 a month. So unfortunately, probably would be in the same, if not worse position than we are at the minute. Um, but yeah, it wasn't, it's not my story that I broke. I'm not sort of fully clued up with sort of the investment and, and Dai looking to sell. But you know, he, he always, everyone that we speak to is still saying how dedicated he is to the club and how he wants to carry on owning it. So it's a minority stake from what, from what you know, we understand. Um, so hopefully anything that happens, happens soon and, and someone with money available to them and that they can move around can sort of get their money across to at least help with the sort of day-to-day running, which you normally take for granted, but, you know, evidently we're, we're struggling with. Yeah, totally. I mean, why do you think it is that you can't get money to the club on a regular basis? Now, we're entering a bit of a tricky um, area here, but mm. what do you think it is, James? Yeah, well, I think the, the common theme seems to just be getting it across from, from China. It seems to be, you know, I'm sure there's a big geopol- geopolitical reason as to why, and I t- tend to skirt around those kind of issues. Um, but it's not as simple as going down to your nationwide and, and transferring it across via the app or, or in the in the branch, you know, cross-country transferring. This seems to have been a problem for Dai for at least a year now, and it seems to still be struggling along. Yeah, showing no signs of getting any mm. better, isn't it? There's a question here from Andy Taylor said, until an investor is found, is this going to be a regular occurrence? And can the EFL lose patience if it becomes a regular thing and impose further restrictions regardless? I mean, I'm not sure how tighter it can get, really, but I think it will continue monthly, won't it now? Yeah, that seems to be the uh, the thing. I think the main thing is the club are paying staff on time, which I think they almost seem to have maybe prioritised ahead of paying their taxes. Again, that's purely speculating, but... Um, you know, it seems that way with, especially with Tim Deller saying today that the, the money's there to pay the wages this month and they were paid on time last month. So at least things are looking on the up in that front because that's presumably if, if we're similar to Wigan's situation, presumably that's where a points deduction is going to come in is if we're late again with, with paying wages. I know that's what they got sort of stung on as well as um, a year before or two in, in administration. Um, so it just seems like we're going to be in an endless cycle if we, you know, keep falling behind on payments, so it's going to be in and out of embargoes. And it's then whether the EFL kind of put up with that, you know, flip-flopping in and out of an embargo month in and month out for a few weeks, kind of 
you know, I'm, I'm sure they're, they're not happy about it. They know it, they know what's going on and why they're doing it and taking the piss about bit, really. Yeah, well, yeah, totally. We've been doing that for years under die, trying to find loopholes through loopholes. It, it's quite incredible. So, well, they haven't, haven't, have they actually been paid for this month yet, or is that still to be confirmed? As far as I'm aware, Reading's payday is the last day of every month, so I don't think the money will actually have gone into their account. At least nobody I've spoken to at the club has been paid today. But Tim, you know, Tim's tweet saying that the I presume that means the money is there, has been put aside, or you know that they they've checked through payroll and they know they've got enough to cover it. Um, but yeah, as far as I'm aware, they won't actually be paid till Monday, which is is the the regular, the norm, last day of every month for for Reading. It's such a I just feel it completely frustrating supporting Reading, isn't it? I mean, both me and you, we had a lovely evening last night at Fashion because hey, we didn't know any, I didn't know any of the players, mm. you might have, but I didn't. And it was just lovely watching football. But you always get taken down by news. I mean, and the reality is that the club are just a complete mess via the owner. I don't think the club is actually the owner. It's just completely screwing the fans. And it just doesn't seem to get better at any point for a consistent period and just gets worse every single month. It's just more and more depressing. As at least last season, we're in the championship. This season, we're in League One and it's still yeah. not bad, if not worse. Yeah, I think frustration is, is the key words. You know, it, last this time last month was sort of scary and, and terrifying because, you know, although we it turns out we'd been in four, you know, uh, winding up petitions before, none of us had really noticed that before so it was kind of new and we thought oh god you know what's what's actually going to happen it does appear that this is just a trend and you know as far as i'm aware die is going to pay pay the bill you know once the money is available and, and comes across um so it's not sort of life or death or as perilous maybe as we'd expected but it's no way to run a business uh you're messing with people's emotions and, and with people you know hard-working people potentially every month messing with their bank balance and, and they've got their own bills they've got to pay um so just you know for the good of the people and the fans and the club, you know, the, if the owner can't fund it on a regular basis and, and have guarantees, then he should walk away because it's he's doing the club more damage than harm. Our reputation, you know, we were once a highly respected and well thought of club. We're now dragged through the dirt because we're constantly in trouble for things and, and trying to avoid things where we can avoid them. And this isn't the Reading that, you know, we all grew up and loved and, and you know, that always did things by the book and, that other fans admired for the way we were ran. You know, we used to kind of pity supporters and, and clubs who were run the way we are now. Um, so it's very much frustration and he's, he's taken a piss and he either needs to shape up or get out. And I think he's had more than enough time to shape up and he hasn't. So I think that only leaves one option. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. I'm 100% he needs to leave. Let's kind of move on to the talk about topic about what's on the pitch here's one from Andy Povey saying if we now have to start the season with the current squad how do you think we'd do and also the embargo couldn't have come at a worse time um I think if we go in with the start of the season with this squad how do you think it's going to go James I think it's gonna be a struggle isn't it yeah I think our first 11 is is one of the strongest in the league uh, regardless you know I think the defense is still a bit shaky but you've got you know the year Dom to come back up front, you've got Carroll to come back as well, and he's going to do some real damage in League One. So I think if everybody can stay fit and you can get your best 11 on the pitch, then, you know, I reckon we could do OK. I'm not saying we're going to run away with it or even maybe be in the, you know, in the in the race for the automatic places, but we should be in and around the top half. Um, but 
you know, Reading have a horrible knack for years of picking up injuries. And, you know, if you get one or two that pick up in the first couple of weeks, you're suddenly looking at having to fill, fill the gap with the youngsters who, I'm not trying to be harsh, but they just don't necessarily look up for it yet. You know, there, there is no Jem or Alex Pierce or Alex McCarthy that's ready made for the first team yet. They're all still learning. They're all still, most of them are still playing two or three years up. So most of them in the 23s are still only just not eligible for the under 18s. So they need a lot of learning themselves. And it's a horrible position to put them in when they're not physically or mentally ready for, for League One first team football yet, but needs must. And we've felt that way for however many years we had to chuck them in when they're, they're not quite ready. Um, so, you know, it all depends on injuries. So knowing Reading, probably not very well because they'll all get injured in the first week and then we'll be playing either under 18s. But, you know, if they can stay fit, get a couple of wins, Get I think the big thing is getting that early win. You know, it's, it's now been, what, 14, 15 games, proper games, not pre-season games since we won. You know, it's been February. That, you know, mentality can is still going to be there over the summer for a lot of these players that we haven't shedded as many players as we expected to maybe have lost. So they need to get that winning mentality back and, and sort of just block out all the, the noise off the field and just go out and play football. Yeah, how frustrated must Ruben Sellers be with this? Yet again, he comes in, he, expect, he knows the embargo's there. Mm. He's then probably told by the club that it will be lifted at some point. He knew that. But then to have it back again so quickly, as a manager, you, you're going to find that incredibly hard to deal with. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially because, let's face it, with what he... He needs to play. He's a he's a high press football. Reading aren't equipped at the minute to play a high press game. Not with the players that we've got that we need to bring in replacements for. We can't play a high pressing game with the squad we've got at the minute. So he's either going to have to adapt, or when we're always just not going to look particularly good at his style if he's, you know, trying to imprint his style on on who we have at the minute. Because I need him four spins. He said he wanted ten. He's had what four. I mean, that's still not even halfway. That's not even going to really touch the sides. The bench is still incredibly lightweight. Um, so even if you're bringing in squad players, you just need players that can can fill the team. And that's where we've been for the last three or four years. We're just bringing in players to do a job. You know, for that 10-day period, we actually had a plan and we were bringing in players that could grow and develop for the next few years. And the plan is that's the first thing. The plan is there. There are players that want to come and there's players that we want to bring that will take us to the next level. And um, again, we're just left scrapping around at the bottom because we can't sort our shit out. Yeah, that is pretty much that. Well, this time next week, James, we'll be recording a part of the preview mm. for our game against Peterborough United. And that is a little bit scary. It's a little <laughs> bit scary for me that it's come right around so quickly. Yeah. And we'll be back into uh, actually playing. But in many ways, it'll be blessing when the football starts. It will be. Um, we'll see how it goes. But if you've appreciated our efforts with the podcast, I don't think you would have enjoyed it. Let's be honest. <laughs> Give us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. And thanks a lot for listening. Cheers.